Welcome to Selling the Naked Truth. Welcome back to Selling the Naked Truth. I'm your co-host, Susan. I'm Jason. And we're back again. Wow. Long hiatus. <laughs> yeah, we've, I mean, we, if you guys listen, we did an episode called um, Relationship Status where we kind of talked about a season that we were in and we've come out on the other side. We've just, it's been busy. You know, we've had a home remodel going. Yeah, we're uh, still in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, we're at the tail end finally. Right. And you've been busy at work, and I've been busy with the Damon BA, and so here we are, we're back, and today is actually a pretty special day. It is one year ago today that I signed on the dotted line and sold my business, my salon business, and I told Jason, I was like, I want to do this episode today, I want to talk about this, because I know there's a lot of people out there um, that are scared to take the leap. And so I wanted to share a little bit of my story because I was on Instagram last night and saw my memories and saw that I had promised that I would do a live about you know why I sold my business. And here it is one year later, and I've never really addressed it. I mean, I think people have been, have been able to make assumptions as they, as they have watched me uh, move forward in my new um, business venture. But I thought today's a great day to, you know, it's an anniversary. It's a great time to answer some questions and fill in the blanks and for us to kind of reflect on, you know, what maybe how life is a little bit different. So yeah, I think, I think that this episode could also really talk about like that leap of faith, you know, um, something that a lot of us are scared to do. And, and you and I went on a trip up to Aspen to kind of like, you know, get some, R&R from the kids mm-hmm. and business and work and everything else. And we stumbled along a book uh, that we listened to called uh, Inner Size by John Asraf. Mm-hmm. And it really talked about like, you know, working that inner brain mm-hmm. and how to work the inner brain to get over, you know, the fear mm-hmm. and what to actually do to get over the fear. So, I mean, all of this is all relative and it just kind of built itself up to where we are right now. Yeah. Well, and I know for a fact, and you know, that I was I was scared about selling my business. I mean, 50% of me was just so incredibly excited that the way I had visioned it in my mind of, of selling it and who I sold it to and all of that stuff, you know, I was so excited that that was coming to fruition, but there was also this side of me that was really scared. You know, what if I fail? What if this is my only success that I'll ever have? I remember that. You know, that you just kept saying, what if this is my only success? What if, what if the business is the only thing that I'm going to be good at? Right. Well, so I had fear. I'm curious, did you have any fears about me selling the business? Uh, I've never asked you that. Yes and no. I mean, uh, respectfully, I mean, I, I have, was in a really good place at work financially. So, you know, it wasn't, we were able to enable ourselves to be in that position so that if we took the leap of faith, you know, we could come out on the other side. Uh, yeah, you know, realistically out on one leg, maybe a little wounded, but we'd fix, you know, we'd fulfill the, you know, uh, task in front of us. But my goodness, uh, I would say six months in watching you just 
build to where you are right now is unbelievable. And one year flew by in a matter of, you know, what felt like a couple sleeps. It it really did. Did you, but did you have any, any fears about me selling the business? No, I had excitement about selling the business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so today what I wanted to do is, you know, have a discussion. Jason's probably hearing some of these thoughts for the first time, but I wanted to kind of share what my story looked like and what that, I want to share three things that allowed me to take the leap. Um, Over the last few weeks, I've been on calls with women who are um, starting businesses or have launched businesses and they need assistance with that. And so I've been on calls with them and I just, that's a theme that keeps coming up, especially for people that are maybe still working in the corporate world or working a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. There's a fear around taking that leap because it's an unknown. There's so much uncertainty. And so today I'm going to share three things that allowed me to take that leap. I think that while you do that, I'm also going to, you know, discuss what I've been watching throughout this. And that's kind of how I feel like I could give you some insight as well. Well, I I think the first thing that I want to let you guys know is that there is always so much that goes on behind the scenes. So when a business closes or transfers to a new owner, sometimes, especially coming from the beauty industry, everybody likes to think about scandal, right? It's so scandalous. And the gossip starts and people make assumptions. And I did hear a little of that in the midst of, you know, me selling my business last year. There were definitely people that rolled their eyes, people that jumped for joy, others that were shocked with my decision. And at the end of the day, I really kind of had to tune all of that noise out and just go into how was I feeling about it? How was it going to impact our family? And so I just want everybody out there to know the next time you see something like that playing out in front of you, mm, don't jump to conclusions. Don't make assumptions because it's never as easy as what we, you know, just kind of paint it to be. Right. Right. So, um, Anyway, so the first thing is redefining success. I want to kind of talk about this because one of the comments that I heard was, why is she selling it? Is it failing? It must be failing, right? And I've thought a lot about that um, over the last year. And specifically today, I just kind of was thinking about it. And I think what I want to put out there to anybody else that might be in a situation right now where... Um, maybe the business, maybe whatever you're doing isn't failing, right? The truth is that business was not failing. It was very successful. It was on track to do, you know, another seven figure a year, but there were a few things that I was failing at. And one was my family values, right? Mm-hmm. I remember having, um, one month in particular where I was contacted every Monday at like six, six thirty AM because somebody couldn't come to work. And here I was with my two boys trying to figure out what am I going to do with them? Like, how am I going to take them into a salon and open up a salon because people couldn't come to work? Rocco was little too. Rocco was little. And so it was one of those things where when that compounded multiple times, I thought, man, this, this feels like failure. Like Mm -hmm. my business might be doing great, but it's bulldozing my family values. And so I think that we have to redefine what success is and we need to constantly constantly be tapping into that. That's interesting. I, uh, well, I guess I learned something about what you were looking at. Yeah. What you were facing. Well, another thing that I 
felt like I had failed at was that I had lost joy in um, what had become something that I could do in my sleep, right? It was a job, it was a, a business that challenged me for many, many years, and I was always trying to evolve the business. But I truly felt like I had reached a place where my personal and business growth was capped. I think that most, I, I, I truly believe that about 80% of the American society are doing jobs that they are not 100% satisfied with. They're doing it because they feel like they have to pay the bills. They're right. doing it to support their family. They're doing it to make sure that their children have a better life than they did. I mean, they're... All of those are excuses, a hundred percent. There, there may be legitimate excuses, but they are excuses. Right. So I commend you for actually overcoming that. Well, we've learned a lot from John Asraf about uh, that. Like a lot of that stuff is based on limiting beliefs. You know, things right. that has have been passed down to you from your family, and we talked about that in another episode um, of this podcast, but. Um, I agree with you. It's it's one of those things where you can make a choice. And for me, I knew that if I was at a place where I wasn't evolving and I really had reached a, a glass ceiling, what I knew is that I loved that business so much. It was my baby, right? I had that business before I met you, before I had kids. Like I built it from the ground up. I dreamed it. And I knew that if if I felt that way, that it was most certainly going to continue to impact my leadership and that um, ultimately me suffering through another three years until my lease ended wasn't the way that I wanted to go out. Well, I, I actually see it in a different perspective, okay. which is quite interesting because I remember I was kind of on the sidelines or, you know, I wasn't really a cheerleader, but I was, you know, I was kind of a bench warmer in that situation maybe part of the team but not really um so you talked about it as being a dream in the beginning and it was uh and then i think it became a nightmare and then from the nightmare you were like any other kid you faced the nightmare you stared it down and you overcame it right. and you became stronger for it right that's that's what i see i i 100 percent agree and so when I say to you that I had reached a glass ceiling, what I can tell you is I had certainly reached a glass ceiling financially unless we had chosen to go open up other locations. We were pretty mm-hmm. maxed out in that location. True. Seats, or butts in right. seats. Right. We were pretty maxed out. And then I had, um, re- when I say that I had reached a glass ceiling with personal and business growth, I say that knowing that we can always squeak out a little bit more. Well, it's also for the individual that purchased the business, that was success for them. Right. You know, so like that person is looking at it and going, holy shit, like I can actually have all the butts in the seats and make X amount of dollars more than I have ever made. Right. So kudos, I'm in, sign me up. How do I do this? Well, and without of, having to build it from the ground right, up. Instead of starting right. from ground level up. So their their dream was in front of them, and now all they have to do is make small tweaks from your dream to their dream. Right. Absolutely. And and make it their own, and she has done that this last year. That's why you really buy a business, right? Right. Right. Okay. Well, one of the comments that was made, I think it was shortly after I sold the business, mm-hmm. was from a family member who rolled their eyes and said to you, 
Do you remember? No. They said, are you really okay with Susan selling her business and chasing after happiness? Oh. And that type of comment, um, it, it hurt at the time, but I also knew that, you know, listen, we're all different. And what lights one person up isn't going to light another person up. Mm -hmm. And so, although at the end of the day, selling my business was never about like, I'm going to go chase after happiness. Mm -hmm. There was an aspect of it that was like, I'm, I'm not finding joy in this anymore. And so it's, it's, I believe that you can reinvent yourself whenever you want to. And there's some people that don't believe that. And right. the person that said that does not believe in reinventing yourself. I don't know if it's so much reinventing yourself because you're, you were always an entrepreneur. You were always the business mindset individual. You just shifted to what you were actually good at in, within the business to do what you're doing today. Right. Truthfully. Right. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You were good at the tech services and that's kind of what started you but then you really stopped doing the services and you did the business aspect right. of it and you grew it from a you know five figure business to a six figure business mm -hmm. to a seven figure but i mean yeah that's how you just you took it from from being a small business to being a successful business right yeah, so I guess what I would say to the it must be failing is what if failing isn't about profit and loss statements and client acquisition and what if failing is about not living in your joy and not living in your purpose? And so that's How many of you out there today are not living in your joy? I mean, I I, I think it's a huge number of listeners yeah. right now. I mean, it's one of the uh it's one of the hosts of the show, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not living in your joy. I'm not living in my joy. No. I mean, I, I, do I like my job? Yes. Do yeah. I do my job? Well, yes. Is it my passion to be doing this for somebody else? No. Is it, is it my passion to really make somebody else rich? Because <sighs> that's truly what we're doing. Right. You know, but that's okay for a lot of people. Right. It's right. just not my joy. Right. It's not my passion. Right. Right. Do I, do I enjoy interacting and building rapport with the client? Do I build, you know, and you're good that? at your job and yeah. right. Yeah. Right. All of that is there. Right. But am I truly living in a place of joy? Think about that. Right. Are you sitting here listening to this right now? Truly 100% living in your joy. Right. Well, and you and I have had those conversations too, where I've said to you, like, you're going to have a point of disruption. You know, there's mm -hmm. going to be a point where you're going to want to switch it up and find joy, you know? Right. When we're not in that, we're depleted. Yes. You know? So, All of us. Yeah. Another comment that was made um, that at the time really hurt, but it was really part of my evolution that was happening. And it was internally from my team and it was all you care about is beauty counter and self-love that's interesting yeah because that was actually a new piece of the business that you were trying to bring in for them to be able to sell and make more profit for themselves looking back i think that what the way i operated as a business owner for so long is an endless buffet of availability my identity was that business 
And every time I tried to kind of step away and let my general manager really run the place, it there was always that level of comment that I that came in. And I feel like it was always kind of like maybe my team feeling like I was turning my back on them and and not, mm. you know, not caring about them anymore. Well, they were used to you working in the business, not on the business. In the business, next to them, doing all the things. And right. so... Um, for me, though, I really was looking to connect with my purpose, and I found that the salon didn't wasn't feeding my purpose any longer. Um, and you and I have had a lot of conversations about this, but I'll say this first. The person that I was when I opened the salon was different than who I was 11 years later. Thank God. Would you agree? Right. Yes. I right. Mean, that's, that's called growth. Right. Right? I also watched in the last two years... You really build a group of support women um, that helped uh, allow you to evolve. And I, I commend them for doing that because most of us are scared to even find friendship. Right. Or most of us are scared to actually have peers challenge us because we don't want to allow our you know, inner... Uh, self to be judged right. in any way, right. right? Like you're doing this wrong, or if you did this, I think you could be, you know, better. You know, uh, somebody critiquing you is always difficult to hear. You know? Yeah, I agree. I am very fortunate because I have a group of friends that I've curated where we really lift each other up, and it takes work to have that. You right. know, you really have to show up for each other, and so, you know, I there was. I, somebody brought to my attention a Jay-Z quote where he says, they say you change like it's a bad thing. And I think for a while I felt shame about the fact that I wasn't as engaged anymore and I just had lost my joy. And um, that quote really brought me back around where I was like, man, anybody who's been in entrepreneurship knows that it changes you. Like you cannot... You cannot sustain those peaks and valleys without it changing who you are because mindset and overcoming obstacles is such a huge part of it. I also think that, you know, if you've ever had somebody as an educator or a teacher or a coach or somebody that has actually challenged you, you usually come out stronger at the other side. And, you know, these other women in your life are challenging you. And a lot of us don't have somebody to do that. So find somebody to challenge you. Find somebody that's it's going to make you stretch your comfort zone so that you can continue to grow. Or otherwise, you're stuck in the cage that you're currently living. Right. right? right. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, when I, when I was able to be okay with, like, yeah, I have changed. My desires and my dreams and my visions, my life has changed. Now, you know, I started when I was, I opened this thing when I was 30 and now I have two kids and a husband and like, I have a a different life that I've built, you know? And so once I was okay with, yeah, I have changed, you know, then I realized I don't know that I fit here anymore. I think that Mm. I've, I think that I'm trying to fit into a place that I don't fit anymore. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feel that. that I, that's good. I mean, because as you evolved, you grew and you outgrew the space that you were with, you know, that you put yourself mm-hmm. in previously. You know, you built your own box, right? 
but you built the box the size that you thought was yeah. necessary, and then you outgrew the box. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. You always come up with some nugget for these. Oh. That'll, that'll be it right there. Well, ultimately, you know, th- those were the reasons why I sold my business last year. And so what I wanted to do is share with you three things that allowed me to take that leap into the unknown. And you don't even know what they are yet, Jason. No, so I'll be curious for no you to clue. chime in. Um, number one is really it hurt more to feel stuck in a place that I didn't fit any longer mm. than it did to consider failure at anything else. Sure. I mean, back to that same kind of analogy of the box or, you know, a pair of pants that you outgrew, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it it's uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable to go into. It's it, it, if if the space that you're in is too small, you know, think about like, you know, you guys buying your first house and then having children, you know, and then you know, you outgrew the house. Yeah. And then you need the upgrade of to the new sized house so yes. that you're more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. And this came up this last week on one of my connection calls uh, where a gal told me, she's like, this is the time for me to start my business. I know that right now mm-hmm. because it hurts more to not do it. Like it hurts inside to not do this. And that's, if you're feeling that right now, it's a pretty good indicator that you're, you're getting really close to that moment where you got to make a decision. Well, don't stifle that either because that's the, that's the, that's the inner monster trying to tell you it's, it's time to make the change, you know, the leap of faith, you know, it's your courage, it's, it's God, it's whatever it is that you believe, uh, it's your, your inner voice telling you jump. Yeah. And I just think if there's a dream in your heart and it keeps nagging at you, then you are going to reach a point where it's time to either leap or step back into comfort. And ultimately every day we are when every decision that we make challenges that, are we going to step into growth or back into comfort? Well, I mean, a lot of us are scared to do it. So we need to find somebody to you know, support us. We need to find somebody, a coach, a life partner, a, you know, husband, a wife, whoever that is. Right. You need to find that person to actually maybe hold your hand. You know, it's like, you're not going to learn how to walk until you have somebody that's going to hold your hand and help you walk through, you know, the process. Right. And, and a lot of people will take a leap of faith and fail because they actually don't know how to actually jump they just jumped, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you you don't find, you know, gymnasts to go off and start doing, you know, the the high bar routine or, or the parallel bars and go into the Olympics day one. Right. Right? I mean, <laughs> from, from couch to <laughs> Olympics. Right. Yeah. You, you know, like I, I realized that we all watched Mary Lou Retton as a child. And those of you that don't know, she was in the 80s. Stick it like Mary Lou. exactly. But but you didn't do it, right? Right. But but I watched a million girls on the playground try. Right. Right? Right? I was one of them. I believe it. I believe it. You know, but that's what we, you know, face when you try to do the leap by yourself. Yeah. You know, Mary Lou had a coach. It's yeah, she did have a coach and that's a whole nother conversation. By the way, I'm a coach. Um, Okay. The second thing that really allowed me to take the leap into the unknown, I think is going to surprise a lot of people. 
But I love drawing this parallel between radical self-love and choosing radical self-love and what that does for you. It opens up doors of opportunity that were never there. And I wanted to kind of just reflect back on in 2017. Now, listen, my self-love, radical self-love anniversary um, was my two year was just last month. Okay. Now in 2017, I had one of the hardest years in my business. I had eight resignations in eight months. I was working every single day. If I had a day off, I was getting called in and I had a manager that I was paying, okay? It was a shenanigans show of a year. And I remember telling you, like, the most heartbreaking breaking thing for me owning my brick and mortar salon was every time somebody left, like a resignation. It just broke my heart. It made me feel like I had failed. Mm-hmm. You know, why do they not want to be here anymore? I now understand it on a much different level, but that year really broke me down. And I remember saying to you, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm tired of feeling like this, but I don't, this is all I know. I don't know what else I would do. Well, I mean, you also were doing it by yourself. And just hear me out. Um, You were in the midst of the business. You were in the middle of the jungle. You had a very you know, dull machete that you were trying to cut through. (laughs) Right. You know, you were trying to cut through the jungle to get to the destination you wanted to be. And you didn't help yourself by sharpening your tool. Yeah. Right. You didn't. No, because I was in the trenches every day. You were also too, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. You were too prideful and too scared at the same time to actually find that other group of people or the life coach or the business coach or whatever, you were scared to do that. And when you did, and I watched you do it, and I won't mention her name. If you want to, you're more than welcome. But when you took that business coach and you actually took her first course and I watched you evolve coming out of that and then you took your self-beliefs and your pride and built onto her courses, that's how you started to really evolve as a person. Well, I know that what direction you're going in, but what I'm saying is that when I chose radical self-love for myself, when I chose, like, this is it. I love my messy self right now. (laughs) In the moments where, yes, a resignation came through and I am analyzing, and yes, I had something to do with that. Or, oh, maybe I didn't. But radical self-love, truthfully, is not something that I had in 2017 when I was going through that. I did not have confidence at all. And a lot of people are shocked to hear that because if if you were watching me then, you saw somebody that you thought was successful, but I was not confident. So it was a facade. I loathed myself. No, I I was there to support other people, Mm -hmm. but I never poured into myself like... And I'm talking about different than self-care. Self-care is like manis and petties and bubble baths. Radical self-love is choosing. It's choosing boundaries. It's choosing it's choosing tools to better yourself. It's choosing to face the the, the darkness, you know? Right. And so at radical self-love, when I'm able to compare what happened in 2017, where I was just like, my what I said was, I'll do this forever. I'm going right. to be a lifer. This is all I know. Right. And then 2019 rolled around, and I had I had been on this self love journey. Then when I started having these doubts, going, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. There was a new level of exploration that opened up for me, 
There mm-hmm. wasn't the inner bully saying, this is all you know, you're going to do this forever. Well, yeah, I mean, John Nasraf talks about that in his book. And, you know, he, he specifically says that there's a time to face that inner what does he say? Gorilla? Gorilla. Yeah. I, I call it the bully. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, you know, but that inner gorilla for you to be able to figure out what truly your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Right? And, right. And there are steps to that. And, you know, it's, it's quite interesting to actually listen to that book. Yeah. Well, again, radical self-love. I think if you're somebody out there that maybe isn't buying in that there is a parallel in in what is possible for us and the opportunity and the possibilities out there, it does start within you. Mm -hmm. It does start within you and knowing your worth and, um, just choosing love for yourself. And so, um, so I had to throw that in there. I think that that's number two on things that allowed me to take the leap. You know, I think that there's a little bit of while you were in the self love phase of this, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but you know, the, your metamorphic change, Uh right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you surrounded yourself with people that allowed you to grow, right. You also took yourself and immersed yourself in a very uncomfortable situation to meet new people so that you were able to gather information, process information, process something new than coming home to your husband every single night and, you know, mm-hmm. and your children mm-hmm. and, and allowed yourself. And w- what do they say? Surround yourself with the, the influential people that you want to be like, and not with the negative people that right. you were. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right. Yeah. And so, but truthfully, my confidence was so in the shitter that I wouldn't, I would, I would decline any invitation that came into me. Mm. I mean, I remember my, my friend Rachel back when I, after I had had Hudson. So this was four years ago. Sure. Her inviting me to a barbecue at her house, and I had an anxiety attack just thinking about it. I was like, oh my god, I can't imagine showing up to a barbecue by myself and meeting a bunch of strangers. You know. Meanwhile, I did it every day in my salon, but that right. was uh, that was a character. Like that was my of role. Course. I was stepping was into role. that, and so it was easy for me to do it. Right. And so now today here she is one of my best friends and if somebody invites me to something and I can make it I'll be there like I you know and so again confidence there's some people out there right now that their confidence is so lacking that they don't have the friendships Mm -hmm. you know and so we do have to start there and when you step into unapologetic confidence it opens up doors of opportunity that you never thought were possible and that's what happened in 2019 when I was like wait you know, I've had people reach out to me over the years and ask me for business consulting. I mean, I would love to help women build their empire. I would love to take their hand and help them bypass some of the mistakes that I made. This is possible, you know, and there there wasn't really an inner bully, you know, saying, you can't do that. You have to do this forever. So side-by-side comparison between those two years, that was, that was a, a very important difference in the two. Well, I'm taking a vulnerable stand at the moment. You know, uh, I dress the way I want to dress. I am who I want to be. And some of that is the facade or the, the, you know, front that I put up and 
I'm working on myself on a daily basis, you know, and, and you know that, yeah. I mean, but as all the listeners, it, it, you know, all of us every single day need to work on yourself Yeah. and without being able to work on yourself, you can't give to the rest of, you know, your family, your friends, your loved ones, mm-hmm. your, your business. I mean, you've got to work on yourself and, and I'm doing that right now mm-hmm. and, and it's hard. It's it's really hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard because you have to face things down that are, you know, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And why do I do this? And most of us distract ourselves from that. Right. You know, we're like, eh, just pick up Instagram and look at that. Or let me just watch some mindless television or, you know, go to the fridge and get a snack and I'll just avoid this for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But we got to pull the band aid. And so the third thing that allowed me to take the leap into the un- unknown, which I just alluded to, was connecting with my purpose. Now, you talked about people, you know, out there that maybe hate their jobs right now and don't want to take the leap. I do not recommend taking the leap if you don't know where you want to go, what it is that you want to do. Right. And that's what a lot of people are afraid of, truthfully. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I'm one of them. Uh, I talk about it all the time. I don't know what I want to do because I've been doing this for 23 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I have no idea what I want to do. I know I have like small little glimpses of what Mm -hmm. I would love to do and what I'm actually good at and what I enjoy doing. But then how do I purpose that into a business or how do I actually make that into some Mm -hmm. connection in my life? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think that the best place to start is for us to ask ourselves, what lights me up? You know, Mm -hmm. what is it about my current situation or something that I've done in the past that I really love, you know, for me, I knew like helping, helping another woman that, that lit me up. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed bringing new people into my business and showing them the ropes and training them. Um, I love, I've turns out I loved education, right? Teaching within my beauty school and getting people set up to go start a new career. Well, I I didn't think that it was though for a long time. I was like, I'm going to be a student for life, but I like teaching, right? Well, that's your. I mean, your mother and your father, and, right? You know, I mean, I come from a family of teachers, of course. So you know, I was able to kind of look and pick through you know my 11 years of entrepreneurship and see that there were experiences like moments where I just felt really, really alone. And then later on, when I was able to help other business women that had questions, not feel alone. That just felt really good to me. Like, you know, you have some days where you go to bed at night and you're just like, damn, that was a good day. Yes. That's how how those interactions made me feel. Do you you know know how long that's been since I've actually had one of those? So, I mean, truthfully. (laughs) Right. You know, and and if you're facing more days wishing that you had those, damn, that was a good day. Yeah. it's, It's time to actually start to look. Yeah. You know, backwards and and say, hey, this is maybe not where I'm supposed to be. Right. Well, and the truth is you can you can make the change. Like right. this if we really want to talk about beliefs, I just want you to know whatever situation you're in, you can make a change. Money, uh, time, all of those things are things that we can we can find more of. Yes. Okay. So ultimately connecting with my purpose was the thing that allowed me to take the leap into the unknown. And what I learned is that I want to contribute to a world where female entrepreneurs are armed with confidence, knowledge, and support so that they can run businesses that create income and impact. And I'm 
all in for helping women bypass the costly mistakes that I made along the way. And I'm here for supporting other business women because I know how lonely it can be and how lonely it can feel when you're putting your heart and soul into everything. Sure. And so there you have it, my purpose. And it just fit perfectly into, you know, one year ago, taking the leap, signing on the dotted line and signing it away. You know, a moment that was so celebratory and so scary at the same time. And yeah, I took a few months to kind of like get my head on straight and spend some time with the kids. And and there was an identity crisis that happened in there. We'll save that for another episode. Um, But I felt like today people needed to hear this message about taking the leap and hopefully, you know, hearing my story and Jason's input and these three little tips... Hopefully that will be the thing that allows somebody to take the leap. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just time to, uh, to reflect coming out of this COVID time. You could be anything that you want to be. It's time yes. to actually just do it. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And on that note, what I will tell you is I launched my Dame MBA, which is my 90-day signature mentorship and business accelerator program. This is where I take everything that I learned and my proven blueprint and I share it with other women. I take their hand and I walk them through the stages of building and launching and growing a business and enrollment for the Dame MBA closes for the rest of the year at the end of this week. So if you're thinking about taking the leap and you want support, you want high touch accountability and support and you want education and knowledge and you want a proven blueprint that allowed me to scale to seven figures, then do not wait to go to my website. You can um, access it via my Instagram and head to my website, fill out the application. You're going to get access to my private calendar. We're going to hop on a call with one another. I want to learn more about you, more about your business dreams, and we'll ultimately determine on that call whether I'm going to be the right person to take you there. And if, if I'm not, there's no hard feelings, no pressure. And um, yeah, I just want to encourage anybody out there that's still thinking about it to take the leap. Right. I mean, a marathon starts with the first step. Yep, sure does. It sure does. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today on a rather special day for our household. And uh, we just appreciate you guys showing up and, and listening to our perspectives. Thank you and have a wonderful day.